Welcome to the Thriving in Midlife podcast. I'm Tamara Ortigal, your show host and midlife mentor. If you've been feeling a little restless lately and thinking about making some changes, you're not alone. Midlife has been affectionately called a second adolescence. This is a great time to possibly change careers, update your skills, develop some hobbies, travel to near and faraway places, move to a different city, or use your energy and creativity in ways that spark something new. If you are looking for inspiration, you're in the right place. My guests and I chat about what they're up to in their 50s and beyond and the impact following their heart is having on their health, relationships, income potential, and so much more. I know you're going to enjoy our conversation. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm super excited to introduce my guest today. Over 20 years ago, Pat Hugendorn visited her best friend in Florida and fell in love with the climate. She traveled to the Sunshine State several times each year and eventually decided to get her own place. Having suffered with arthritic pain, the warmer weather was just the reprieve she needed during the winter season. Over time, she found she really enjoyed late fall and early spring. Today, she spends half her time at her condo on the beach. What's special about her story is that Pat ventured out on her own before it became trendy. Her husband of 55 years still enjoys living and working full-time in Chicago, so they have given each other the freedom to satisfy their own wants and needs while maintaining a loving and resilient bond. Pat loves summers in Chicago and rather seamlessly reestablishes herself in late spring. And of course, her husband and her family come to visit her in Florida throughout her stay. I know you're going to enjoy hearing how Pat and her family make this arrangement work for everyone's best interest. Hello, Pat, and welcome to the Thriving in Midlife podcast. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. I feel honored. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited to talk with you. I think you have so much to offer people of our ages, you know, and uh, inspire us to be courageous. So to get started, do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself? Okay, well, I probably one of the most interesting things is that um, I was, I am the child of a single mom. And uh, she was probably the biggest inspiration in my life uh, for what I've done the last several years. She moved back to her hometown, which is never easy to do. She was divorced, and in our hometown, that was a very unusual thing. But she always told me that I could be whatever I wanted to be. I could, you know, do whatever I wanted to do, that there was nothing to stand in my way other than time and money. And that was really wonderful for me. And I also had so many other mentors in my life, people who... There were probably about eight mentors that I had in my life, and each one taught me something different about life. And that was just such a wonderful experience growing up in a small town in Iowa. And uh, I also had an amazing mother-in-law who taught me many things about life and sort of set the stage for who I should be as a grandma and as a now a great-grandma. And my husband and I got married after college. We met in high school and dated two years. And so we've only been married 55 years. So I think uh, we should figure it out by now, but I'm not always sure that's true. And I am originally a trained teacher of deaf children. And I did that for the, that was my first career. After that, I was a stay-at-home mom for several years. And then I had an opportunity to go into business. And so I had my own business and it was a health insurance brokerage agency. 
And I was one of about five women across the United States who had their own health insurance brokerage agency. So I learned very quickly what it was like to uh, be in a man's world and uh, decided that the way my mother had trained me gave me some really wonderful tools to go ahead and navigate that world. Yeah. I think our mothers do teach us a lot. I, I, uh, my parents were married until I was 18, um, but then they separated. And I remember being in college and I wanted to study psychology because I wanted to be a therapist. And because my mom was going through such a tough time, I was trying to give her advice on the phone with my you know, 18 years of experience and it wasn't going right. very well. And I thought, oh my gosh, is this what therapy is like? People just venting. And uh, I realized I didn't have the patience for that. I'm such an action-oriented person. I'm like, let's solve the problem. And so I know, but my mom said anyway, she said, don't just get a psychology degree. You need to have something to fall back on too. So I double majored in business and, uh, and that suited me really well. I had a career in HR. So it's funny, the impact that people have on us when we're young. Absolutely. Some for good and some for, well, maybe not quite so good. Yeah, exactly. I'm so glad for you, though, that you had that opportunity to, you know, teach. And oh, my gosh, I'm sure that you had such an impact on the deaf community and helping them, you know, have sort of normalize that, right? Well, and I think, frankly, um, they probably taught me a lot more than I taught them. And again, I think, you know, if you're open to learning from others, you can learn from virtually everybody you come in contact with. It's so and true. And they actually came and visited us uh, just before we moved out of our house. And it was so interesting to hear their perspective on me as a teacher. And it was really wonderful. But I said to them right there in, that night, I said, you all influenced me much more than I influenced them. So that was a wonderful experience in my life. It really prepared me for most of the other things that I did the rest of my life. Yeah. What do you think were your key takeaways? I think treating others, no matter whether they have special needs, uh, no matter whether they're old or young, middle age, um, no matter who they are, to always recognize them as a person, a unique person. Um, and someone to be respected and to also talk to them so that you find out where they're coming from and find out about what they've experienced. And that's also one of the things that I especially love about travel. When you travel with an open mind, then you learn about the culture, you learn about the wonderful things that they know how to do that you maybe have never experienced. Mm -hmm. I know I feel the same way. I love travel. I love learning about culture and kind of what makes people tick, you know, why do they do what they do? Absolutely. Yeah. And what inspired you to go into the insurance industry? Opportunity, Um, you know, which is oftentimes the case. My sister-in-law once said to me, so when you were a little girl, did you dream of being in the insurance business? And I said, no, 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 that would be a nightmare. (laughs) (laughs) I had worked uh, for uh, a company that was, uh, they actually had several uh, products that they were selling. And so I went into my boss, I had been there about three and a half years and said, 
um, are you ready to retire? And he was sort of taken aback and he said, well, no, because he was younger than I was. And I said, well, you have the only job that's worth going after. So he said, give me until tomorrow. So the next day he came and he said, would you at all be interested in going to business? I'll be the silent partner and you can run it. And that's what we did. And I loved it and eventually bought him out. Uh, and that was an interesting experience too, because when we first went into business, he decided to bring in a third partner without asking me, which was fairly common for the way women were treated at that time. And so I said, well, that's fine. Uh, but then I'm going to want to be paid for the work that I'm doing. And so after a year, they, of course, didn't really want to come up with the money to pay me. So I said, well, make me an equal partner and then we're good. So that's how I became an equal partner and then ended up buying the other two out. So it was wonderful. Mm. And how many years did you do that? Let's see, about 14 years. Mm, that's exciting. And it was. And then I had some health issues, so I had to give up the business. But it was it was wonderful. And I just had so many wonderful experiences. And again, I had opportunities to meet a lot of really interesting people. Yeah. Well, and I think that that field probably has expanded. And um, I hope that now it's more welcoming to women. Um, I hope so, too. <laughs> yeah, I know. Life is such a journey, right? Yes, it is. And that's why, because it is a journey. It's not a, as I said, it's not a sprint. It's a journey. And uh, that's why you have to decide what you want to do and also uh, who you want to be. Because sometimes that's part of the whole process too. And that can change along the way, can be modified. Yeah. Well, I love your sister-in-law's question because it's really true. When we're young, we believe that we can be anything. And then as we go along, different things happen and it sort of pokes holes in our dreams. And, uh, and then in midlife, we get a second adolescence, they say, and all this new creativity comes by and we have to think again, like, what did I want to be when I was little and what do I want to be now? And uh, we have to, you know, actually be, cur be courageous and go after it. Absolutely. And I, I remember when, uh, I was running the business and, and this was now when I was totally on my own and somebody said to me, Oh, wow, you're so brave that you're willing to take that risk. And I said, I'm only taking the same risk that I have asked every employer to do. I'm taking a risk on myself. Yes. And it, it does take courage, but on the other hand, it's also very satisfying when you, um, you know, you actually do that. Yeah. Do you have any favorite stories of how you helped an individual or a family? No, I can't really think of anything precisely. Um, you know, I feel like one of the things that, that I really do love to do is I do like to help others. And I think because I taught children with special needs, I always as my son said, mom, you always look for the person in the room who doesn't have anyone to talk to. And I think that's one of the things that I have learned along the way is that we're all interesting people. We just have to take the time for each other. It's so true. Yeah. 
I know it's really exciting to learn about other people and um, yeah, it enriches your life too. Absolutely. Well, I wanted to really talk to you because I think that you um, have such an interesting uh, opportunity to share how you blend living in two locations in your um, retirement. And so, you know, if you want to tell everybody um, maybe your story of how you came to, to do that. Well, uh, you know, living in Chicago, I love the cultural opportunities that Chicago has to offer. And of course, I love the fact that I have family members here. Uh, but what I don't like about Chicago, unfortunately, is the weather. And I'm very much a sunshine person. Uh, I need that warmth. I need the, the glow of the sun. And uh, so my best friend moved to Florida. And Florida was not a place that I really ever thought about going to, to when I got older. But she lived, moved there, and she was unable to come up here to see me. So I instead went to see her. And so I would go down. You know, it started out a couple times a year, then it got to be three times a year, then it got to be four times a year. And I just loved Florida. And I loved the fact that, you know, there was an ocean. I loved the fact that there was sand and seashells and beautiful nature and flowers. And it was just everything that I always loved. And so uh, my dad passed away in 2001 in February. And so I was able to get a small inheritance from that. And I used that as a down payment for a condo in Florida. So that was exciting. And um, I knew because you can only visit other people so many times. And then you sort of say, I really need to get something for myself. So I was going to live in the uh, place where she lived. But I would have had, it was inland. And her daughter said to me, Aunt Pat, the only thing I've ever heard you talk about is living on the ocean. And I thought, you know what? She's absolutely right. And so anyway, so we found a place on the ocean and um, it's just been an absolutely wonderful experience. I go there. I started out going probably three months of the year. So I would go January, February and March. And of course, in the beginning, I would go home for every grandchild's birthday, you know, anything that was going on. And uh, then eventually I thought, you know, April's really a beautiful month in Florida. So maybe I ought to just stay April and see how that goes. And then uh, my husband always had a lot of uh, conferences in October and was usually gone most of the month other than, you know, periodic times he was home, of course. But so I thought, you know, I think I'm going to try Florida in October. And I found out that actually I like that, too. So now I usually, I'm there almost six months of the year or about equal between Illinois and Florida. And uh, I always come back to Chicago for the holidays and uh, enjoy that immensely too. But that's, that's how that all came about. That's awesome. I love it that you had a friend and that you got to spend time with her and together you probably made a lot more friends. And well, and the nice thing was because she lived in a different community um, she introduced me to all the people that she knew, and she unfortunately passed away several years ago already, but um, I am still friends with several of her friends. So I had that community, then I had the condo community, 
then I had a church community. So I had several different opportunities to get to know new people. Yeah. What are some of your hobbies when you're in Florida? Well, my favorite was walking the beach, but unfortunately I have a few arthritis issues, which is very unusual for someone my age. Wrong. (laughs) (laughs) And so um, I decided that um, I I had to find something else. So I do love to sit out in the balcony, read books. I'm a crossword puzzle fanatic. Um, I have helped oversee some uh, remodeling projects. Um, I have a couple committees that I'm on at the condo. Uh, let's see, what else do I love to do? Probably my very favorite thing, though, is helping others. And again, that's just sort of a continuation of something I've always enjoyed doing. And um, my best friend in Florida is 94 years old. I shouldn't say old. She's actually 94 years young. And uh, I had started out that she needed help going to a doctor's appointment or something. So, and I found out she was so interesting, even though she was in her nineties. I mean, she was just an amazingly alive person. And so we include each other. And whenever our families are there, you know, her friends are my friends, my friends are her friends. And um, what I love about being in Florida is I have the time that I can really set up to help others. And that makes me feel good about myself. Yeah, that's really neat. I think it's really important to have friends of all ages. And I met someone over the summer when I was walking in the woods in Hinsdale at Fullersburg Woods, who just turned 90 over the summer. And she's also super fascinating. And, um, you know, she said a lot of her age group is, you know, getting sick and passing away. And so she's found that She's, you know, becoming very close with people in their 60s and, um, Absolutely. and it's, you know, she, she's so sharp, she can keep up with, you know, anybody. So Absolutely. Um, it's, it's a blessing on both, both sides. I remember uh, my mother-in-law was especially good at that. She had so many young people who just looked to her and enjoyed being with her. And that's really what keeps us young. If we just, you know, if we don't keep meeting new people and being interested in people and being interested, you know, my grandmother was one who said, if I haven't learned something new every day, it just doesn't seem like it's been a good day. Yeah. And I would would always get on my kids' case because um, sometimes they would say, oh, I'm so bored. And I said to them, that's a reflection on you. That's not what the world is all about. You have thousands of opportunities you just have to look for them yeah the world isn't going to come find you in your bedroom right (laughs) absolutely not that's right yeah oh my gosh well what impact has you living away half time had on your relationships with your family and your friends in Chicago I have been very blessed because we've been able to keep the relationships uh, going and I think we're as close as we ever were And, uh, you know, we stay in contact every week or every day, depending on who it is. And uh, I did have to learn to text, which I fought tooth and nail, because I was sure if I started texting that I'd never talk to anybody again. Obviously, that didn't happen. So we do, we do talk on the phone frequently, we text each other, you know, send pictures back and forth. Um, 
we also, uh, they also all come to Florida to visit. So that's always a treat for me too. Even my friends will come down for, you know, a few days and we just always have a really nice time. Yeah. So you have to work harder at it. But I think if there's a relationship that is built on commitment, on trust, on respect, you can keep it going even if you aren't in the same place. Yeah. I think that's what holds a lot of people back is they're just afraid. Like, are they really starting completely over? And it's not true. You know, no. we can have friends in many different places, even other countries. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, for sure. Yeah. But you're right. It takes effort. And I think that's what's so interesting about friendships is, you know, there's always one person who makes all the plans and um, you know, the other people, if they can always say yes. And uh, so being willing to keep doing that. And and it does. You do have to make a very conscious effort of it because um, there are so many people who love to join in, but they're not going to come up with the idea. And I think you know that's something I love researching too. And so, you know, like even if it's something as simple as as a new restaurant, I'll be the one who does all the research. And you know, whether it's here or there, you know, people are willing to go along but they would never come up with the idea of themselves. And that's where I feel like because I'm the one who's leaving, I have to make more of the effort to make those things happen. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think it's really nice too. like your, you know, your children are grown and you have um, grandchildren who are busy and it's like they're busy living their life and you're busy living yours and you guys get to share that with each other. And, you know, part of it too is I think it's a, real easy thing to fall into that, um, you know, you sort of maybe even take your family for granted and it's very good for them and good for, it was good for me too, to recognize the ways in which we contributed to each other's happiness. And I think it, it made my children be a little more independent, which was a good thing. And maybe because I was raised to be so independent that maybe I thought some of that was a little lacking in them. But I think it really helped them to to really build their own lives too, which is important. Mm-hmm. When you're here, what are some of the things that you enjoy doing in Chicago? Well, I love the city. And um, I enjoy, you know, all the cultural things that Chicago has to offer. Um, it's an absolutely beautiful city. And, um, you know, we do tend to go downtown fairly often. And um, I just, I love, I really, I love everything about Chicago. It's just an amazing city. And I wish, I hope everybody has an opportunity at some point to enjoy the city because it has so much to offer. Yeah, it really does. And I feel like this last year and a half has been a little strange, but things are opening up and um, I, I'm a big advocate of being outside. And so I think even with the pandemic, the more that we can be outside, you know, enjoying the lake and, you know, botanical gardens and things like that, even eating outside. Well, and, uh, my grandfather was another influence in my life and, and he had an orchard. So I very much grew up being very aware of weather, being very aware of, of, um, just the beauty of nature. And I think, you know, nature is beautiful wherever we go. It's just different in different places. 
And it's just wonderful to be able to experience it. Although I do have to say that for winter, while I love to sit inside and look out at the beautiful snow, I really don't miss it very much. <laughs> I think and there's a lot of people who would agree with you. Yeah, absolutely. And I think especially as you get older, um, you know, that fear of falling, that's probably the number one thing that uh, older people have to be aware of. And uh, in Florida, it's hard to trip on the sand. It's true. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, yeah my dad lived in Florida for a long time. Uh, he passed away now, but um, but he he loved the beach and uh, oh. The weather oh, and and the casual. He loved to dress casual. He you know had lots of fun floral, uh, button down shirts and absolutely. and khaki shorts. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. And you know you don't have to bundle up like we do. Absolutely, and mm -hmm. it does. It takes it takes quite a bit of effort yet to get ready to go outside in winter. You know, like you said, bundling up, and then you have to be so much more aware of where you're walking. And, you know, there's so many issues like that that you just eliminate when you're in Florida. Yeah, definitely. Do you think that your husband will ever retire? I know he's still working. He is. He's still working full time, and he's still involved in several, um, you know, charitable organizations. And he loves what he does. And I love being in Florida. So for us, it's worked out really, really well. And when I ask him about retirement, it's usually 10 years in the distance, except that's been changing now for the, about the last eight years. So it's always 10 years from now. Yeah. So I'm not sure he ever will, but time will tell. You never know. Yeah. I think it's becoming popular not to retire now. So I guess maybe he's a little ahead of his, his time. In, Maybe uh, there hanging, you go. <laughs> hanging in there, yeah. <laughs> because a lot of people, um, you know, who have a busy career, they they don't have time or maybe don't have the interest in developing hobbies, and so work is their hobby, right? Absolutely, yeah. No, I think that's definitely true. I mean, he his hobby is is really reading, and because he's been so involved, he does love to have a little more time to do things like that. So that's good. Yeah. Yeah, that's nice. So what are some ways that you stay healthy and fit? Well, um, I do definitely exercise and I'm more faithful about that in Florida than I am here. Um, and I've had to modify that, you know, with some of the health issues that I have. But I have, uh, you know, I'm primarily focusing on core, you know, core issues and then balance because, as we get into midlife or even older, uh, balance certainly becomes a real critical um, thing that you have to be aware of. And I also eat healthy. Um, I love fruits, vegetables, um, fish. And of course, in Florida, all those things are so readily available and just so easy to just pick up and, and fix or to go out and eat. And um, I also make sure I always use sunscreen. Uh, because, of course, in Florida, you are in the sun much more, even if it's just going to your car or whatever. So I always try and do that. Um, I do regular checkups. I have a doctor in Florida and I have a doctor here. Um, I do definitely, um, you know, make sure that I keep my annual appointments with dentists, you know, for eyes, um, you know, the um, other, re other uh, required 
routines that we should do. And so I do try and keep up with all of those. And then probably one of the, the things, and again, I hate to keep going back to the same old thing, but I try and surround myself with people who are interesting, people who are content in life. I don't need people that are super happy about life, but I need people that are content. Because I think when you're content, you enjoy being around other people, you're fun to be around, you know, you're more spontaneous. Um, and that's something that was, that was hard for me to learn because I was always a pretty structured person. And my mom would always say, oh, come on, you know, be a little more spontaneous. Well, I finally learned it. It took me a long time. But I think uh, when you, and, and I made a very conscious decision when I moved to Florida that I would, whenever I saw somebody in the elevator, I would always be happy. And, you know, of course, one of the things that always happens is, oh, it's raining today. This is horrible. You know, and so I would always say, oh, I just talked to my family in Chicago and they have ice and snow. I'm just so happy to be here. And that usually stops them. And so I think surrounding yourself with people that are, are content in life and that also keeps you younger and it's, it keeps you healthier. Yeah, I know. In uh, above my bed, I have a wooden, a really big wooden picture and it's a beautiful butterfly and it says begin oh. each day with a grateful heart. Absolutely. Yeah. And then the last thing I do before I go to bed is I just to myself very silently with my eyes closed. I think of three things that I'm grateful for that happened to me that day. Um, because they say that whatever you are doing right before you go to bed, you know, will kind of show up in your dreams. And so, um, I always try to like fill my mind with something positive. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's so important because a grateful heart is generally a happy heart. Yeah. Well, and they say, you know, happiness is fleeting, but, um, that real satisfaction is what we're looking for. And I think doing things that you feel, you know, really fill your cup um, and that make a difference to you and those around you really bring satisfaction. And that's important. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Yeah. So I asked you to give me a picture of yourself and you gave me the most (laughs) darling picture of you and your husband. Okay. Tell us about that picture. Well, uh, let's see. I'm dressed as a mermaid and uh, he's dressed as Poseidon. So our daughter who lives in Denver, she and her husband both celebrated their 50th birthdays this year. So they decided to do a big party. So I called her and I said, do you mind if I dress up? I said, are you sure you won't be embarrassed? She said, oh, mom, how could you embarrass me? And I thought, well, yeah, I certainly could. (laughs) So anyway, so and and she knows I, I definitely love parties and I love to dress up and I love to, uh, I have costumes. I've been, let's see, the Elfin Queen for one of the kids' birthday parties. I've been, you know, a princess when our granddaughter was little and just all sorts of things like that. And my husband, again, going back to, he would not ever think of doing any of that, but he's a really good sport. So he's always willing to go along with all the, weird ideas that I come up with and it was kind of neat because this daughter in particular is very much like me and all of her friends came up and said oh we knew exactly who was Lisa's mom (laughs) 
<laughs> so, so she had the theme of the party was you could either do mountain or ocean. So obviously I had to do ocean. I couldn't do mountain. And uh, so it was it was a lot of fun. We really had a great time. Well, I can't wait for everyone to see the picture we're talking about because they'll, oh they'll definitely goodness. find it yeah. adorable. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And it is great that, you know, like you, you have this creativity and you want to express the fun side and that, you know, your partner is willing to go along. So that says yeah. a lot for both of you. <laughs> and I think, you know, being able to have fun, that maybe even becomes more important as you get older. Because, um, you know, people always say, oh, stay out of trouble. And I think to myself, I'm not even sure I would know where to look for trouble anymore. But I do know where to look for fun. And I think it's just great to uh, just have fun. Just be spontaneous and just enjoy the person you're with or enjoy the, the uh, party you're at or just enjoy whatever you're doing. It's so important. Yeah. For about five months during the pandemic, I was um, promoting a subscription box that my sister and I created and it was called soul inspired. And our little theme was love, play and grow. And so in each box, there was a t-shirt that said soul inspired, love, play, grow, but also there always was a book and there always was a game and oh, maybe, it. maybe a fun little piece of jewelry or something like that. But um, I really find that play is really so important. And if we can remember what it's like to not care about the outcome and just be in it for the sh you know sheer experience of it. Absolutely. Can be and so great. You know, that's wonderful. I always remember when our kids were younger that, uh, you know, if you hop down the street like a bunny by yourself, people would really be concerned. But if you hop down the street like a bunny with three little kids following you, they think it's perfectly wonderful. So, you know, you have to, you have to look for opportunities to just have fun. Yeah. Yeah. And laughter is so healing. Oh, it's wonderful, wonderful medicine. That's for sure. Yeah, definitely. Oh my gosh. Well, I really appreciate you coming on and sharing your story. Is there anything else you would like to share before we close? I think the only thing is that, you know, I, I feel like I have been, blessed so richly and to be able to do you know what I do with sort of this hybrid lifestyle and um, you know it certainly would not work for everyone uh, but I think when you have a relationship like I said before that's based on commitment based on faith based on respect and trust that um, you can find ways that will be fulfilling for you even if you have to look a little further away from home. Yeah. Well, and I think it's so important, you know, probably if we interviewed other people who stay married for 50 plus years, like you have, you have to keep growing as an individual. Absolutely. Um, and so, yeah, I, I imagine that, you know, some years you're growing together and some years you're growing in individually and um, just allowing that other person to grow and flourish and them allowing that for you as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you, you have much more interesting conversations when you each have kind of, you know, been filled up and then you, you know, come together and talk about what you did and, and, you know, the experiences you've had. It just is much more fulfilling than uh, it would be if just you were always doing everything together. Although for some couples that works great. Yeah, 
Yeah, I think it's just, you know, that invitation to explore options Absolutely. and what's going to be the best scenario for you. I wanted to break in here and ask you a question. Do you enjoy encouraging your friends and family to make healthy choices? I'm looking for partners to join my wellness mission. I love sharing the benefits of eating a whole food diet, supplementing with Juice Plus, and even growing your own veggies with the Tower Garden. I'm not a fan of multivitamins because they don't make use of the whole plant, but instead isolate the nutrients and combine them. Juice Plus uses the fruit and the fibers so you get the benefit of the entire plant in either a capsule or a gummy. Your body knows exactly how to process the nutrients in the same way it does whole food. In fact, if you open a capsule and sample the powder, you can literally taste the fruit and veggies. You may be thinking that you can get all your nutrients from food. That used to be the case when our soils were more fertile. Unfortunately, our dirt is not as nutrient-rich as it used to be, so food is less robust. In addition, many people suffer from leaky gut and are unable to absorb nutrients from their food, which means they need to eat more servings than in the past. Juice Plus can help bridge the gap between what we're eating and what we need to eat. Growing your own food can be a really fun way to gain access to more nutrient-rich food. The aeroponic gardening system is simple and affordable. You can grow food outdoors during the warmer weather and indoors using our light kit during colder seasons. Please reach out if you'd like to learn more about partnering with me. It's so simple to share these wonderful products. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I hope Pat inspired you to make courageous choices to get your wants and needs met. This may have to do with where you live or some other important elements you've been considering. It's not easy to go against the norms when you've been doing it for so long, but we only live once. Why not make the most of it while we're healthy and have options? As you heard, Pat and her family make living apart work with regular visits and the use of technology. Because they all are enjoying their life choices, their conversations are interesting and engaging. I'd say they are definitely thriving in midlife and beyond. If you like this podcast, please share it with someone you love and be sure to hit the subscribe button so you can listen to all of our episodes. Feel free to leave a comment so we can learn more about you. We're building a community where we can all learn together. Have a wonderful day. Be well.